Hey, David. Hey, Sean. Don't you hate when uh, when you go to an event that's a bigger event and it's rumored to be sold out, but the the people running the event planned it so poorly that they didn't have adequate staff to keep the event running smoothly? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that seems to be most large events anyways. So the other night I went to uh, an Olympic qualifying soccer or a football match between Team Canada's women and Team Jamaica. You mean soccer though, right? Like yes. not football. But yes, okay. So soccer. Soccer Canada. Anyways, um, we got to the stadium just before kickoff, maybe 10 minutes before. It took us almost a half hour to get into the building. Not only that, some of the concessions were like understaffed. There was no people like hawking beers up and down the stands. Nothing. So the building was sold you, out. You couldn't get your like overpriced beers for your. So by the time we got into the building, like there's a stress level for being late to a sporting event that That's doesn't true. have pauses, right? It's soccer. Yeah. So yeah. it's 45 minutes, 15 minutes, 45 minutes. Bang, 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 bang. I like I sat down once we finally got into our seats and my other half was like, do you want a beer? I was like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going to be driving in an hour. <laughs> like, it's just it's, it's it is whatever. That's but like just just for the like, if anybody who worked that event is listening, like plan more people to be there, please. It was a sellout. It was a record setting game for an international game on Canadian soil. Just just use your brains. But, time. you know, nobody wants to work. That's the problem. <laughs> That's true. You know what is not going to be unorganized and uh, short-staffed? What's that? This episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your host, Sean and David. Sean and David, back again, live in your eardrums, just just us in your, your car speaker or your headphones or wherever you listen to a podcast. David, how are you? I'm great. Thanks Good. for asking. That is, that is our whole show tonight. <laughs> we want to thank you all for listening. And uh, that's pretty much it, because David and I now actually have to catch up for, I guess, one last time. Because our first topic, as soon as we've done catching up, is going to be about how there's going to be nothing for us to review anymore or discuss or talk about or anything. But we're we're having an existential crisis for what our podcast is uh, ultimately becoming. People might be wondering why. (laughs) It's because every 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 media entertainment organization, company, system, unions are going on strike. So we're going to be solely talking about board games, uh, power tools, music videos, uh, music videos, cooking, maybe. Actually, we could talk about cooking. I, I'm willing to bet, <laughs> like just from what I've been seeing about the SAG after strike with the video games, it's just for the voice actors. So we'll see. Yeah, we can still play play games with no voices, I guess. But uh, David, how are you? What have you been up to? Have you played anything? What you doing? You know what? I I've been up to quite a bit. TBH, not really. 
I started, I, I jumped back into Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, you know, the game only came out like three years ago. And I was like, you know, what, let's just dive into this again. And then I was playing it the other day. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is fun. But for some reason, like, I just couldn't shake the feeling that I just wanted to play Yakuza. <laughs> so <laughs> so I... you were like, you know what? Get out of here, Final Fantasy. I'm going to go play a game that I always play. Well, it's not that I always play. I just play like I'm just playing through the series, right? Like I've that for for someone who usually David's games, the Yakuza series is the number one game series that I've actually finished the most games uh, to like in the series, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I finished uh, Yakuza zero. I finished Yakuza three and four. Uh, and those are the only ones that out of the seven that I've played but i was like you know i just gonna start kiwami which is like the remake of the first game for ps4 uh and so yeah i played that for like six hours the other day and nice. I'm, I'm digging it i'm just kind of like it's one of those games that i don't know it's just you, you've never played the yakuza games have you no i mean if you want to play a good game where you can just beat the shit out of people on the street like just completely brutalize them uh, it's a lot of fun yeah, but like not to that extent, like there's uh, I mean, these thugs came up to me and they wanted to fight me because they I don't know, I walked past too close to them. And so literally uh, one of the heat actions are they're called heat actions. So they're like uh, special moves. You literally like take a guy and like drag his face along the <laughs> along the ground and then you lift his head up and then just like punch him like full on like uppercut just can completely destroy this guy. It's like, there's no way that a guy would survive that. But then afterwards you're like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry for impeding on you here. Take this. And then they give you something like obnoxious, like a contact lens. (laughs) (laughs) It's so dumb, but I don't know. The game's fun. So sounds fun to me. That's kind of what I, the only downside is like a lot of people, it's all Japanese voice acting, right? Like I think the original Yakuza on PS2 had English. Uh, and then there's some games called Judgment, which are in the same, like it's by the same studio. Uh, those are English voice act, but like the main Yakuza series, it's all uh, subtitled in, in Japanese, which is it gets you like more into like the the culture of the game. Right. Like and because it takes place in Japan. Um, but if you're not if you're not in the mood for playing a game that has a, you know, foreign dialogue. It might not be for you, but I don't know. It's fun. Got a lot of mini games too. You can play Mahjong. There you go. <laughs> what do you? I've, what have you been up to? I've uh, I've been looking at power tools for no reason. And There's always I, a reason to look at power tools. It's because you're a man. It's in your DNA. You're like, you know what? I haven't uh, I haven't held on to 5200 RPMs of pure power in my hands lately. I should try and do something like that. Sometime. I, I I haven't put, snapped a battery in. <laughs> And then put something in the checking home just yeah, once, just to right? put it down. Um, no, I was, um, I went out to Home Depot to pick something up, just something small. And of course, a tool or two caught my eye. And I'm like, nope, I can wait till these goes on, go on sale. I don't need them. I truly don't need any tools right now, but it's always nice to have something with a little bit more oomph and power. And also, it's just nice to like look at it, right? And, and turn it on every so often. And, go up to someone with a like a reciprocating saw and just turn it on and then In give them face. crazy eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just like, Oh my God, what are you doing? 
it, it's funny house. too because like the drill stuff that I have is like I have a lot of the M12 line from Milwaukee because like mm. I, I live in an apartment and it's not bad. But like if I'm trying to like assemble something that needs a little bit more than like that, <laughs> it's more tough. than like, 18 volts. You need those 20 volt tools. Well, no, I was trying to take apart our exercise bike and I actually had to pull out like my big impact that I use for like my car tires mm. because I wasn't able to use the impact gun that I had to, to take off a, a nut. But uh, besides that, I've been playing a lot of Starfield. I'm not progressing the story at all. I'm now trying to get arrested. Um, and I'm just taking my time with it, enjoying it, landing on random planets, fighting space pirates, and trying to ignore the malarkey, the bad, the bad takes, the bad reviews that are happening to Starfield right now. It's, I mean, uh, like they've been going on for quite some time. Like since before the game even game even released, uh, and it's still going. Like uh, I mean, Spider Man Two's is launching soon, right? Like it's coming out in October, I think. Can't wait, right? So uh, maybe that'll give uh, the Sony uh, fanboy something to to distract them. But you know, we know that it's it's still going to turn into all of this. Uh, hey, we got Spider Man is like the greatest game ever. Suck it, Microsoft. You don't have this game, right? Like, but. You know what? Ultimately, are you enjoying the game? I am. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, like I, I do think it does have its warts. They've they've um, patched my favorite exploit, which sucks because essentially there was one puddle in the game that the, you go through uh, a store's inventory, so I'd I'd steal all their ammo because it doesn't weigh anything. So I wasn't like stealing it to get rich. I want to get rich the proper way in the game, but like I was just stealing mm-hmm. all the ammo so I'd have it for battles. Mm-hmm. I actually saw a clip online on how to, I guess there's like a, a place where you can, it's like a casino or something like that, or where people are like gambling in a den or whatever. And uh, if you stealing by picking things up. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, uh, picking up like a, uh, uh, a box, putting it on the ground and then just sliding, uh, like the credit chips <laughs> off the table into the box and then going into another room with that box. It's like ingenious actually, when you think about it, because it's like, obviously the game is designed so that if you pick up that valuable item in front of people, they're going to like, it's going to trigger that, Hey, you're stealing shit, but because you're not technically taking it in sight, like you're just moving it. And then it's, you're, you're taking it in another hidden room or whatever. It doesn't trigger those, uh, the people, seeing it and then getting mad at you for taking their stuff. I don't know if I told you, like, I think the last time I played, I, I accidentally shot someone in town and then I immediately was attacked by literally all of the uh, security and I (laughs) died instantly. That's funny. (laughs) I'm working on the quest right now where, um, um, you have to get arrested in order to join the space pirates. Infiltrate them. But, um, Looking at their average reviews now, 84 is the meta score, and then 6.6 is the average user score. It's it's so sad to see this happening. And like I know you and I have joked about it, and I've talked to a lot of people about it in general. We all know Spider-Man 2 is winning game of the year, right? It's not gonna be Tears of the Kingdom, it's not gonna be Starfield, it will be Spider-Man 2 that mm-hmm. wins game of the year. We know this. Even though all it did was make New York a little bit bigger and apparently reinvent the wheel with the multiple players at the same time. 
uh, mechanic. I just, I'm actually kind of worried for the state of gaming. Hold on, they added a multiplayer? Well, not multiplayer. You remember how Grand Theft Auto, you could always switch between like Franklin and Michael. Oh, yeah, that's right. The crazy yeah. guy. Yeah, that's true. Same thing. You can just switch, seemingly switch between Miles and Peter. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, That's not new or inventive. I've like seen the trailers. The game doesn't look that much better. It's just adding story, which is great. That's good. We liked Miles Morales. We liked Spider-Man 1. But you're not reinventing the wheel. Yeah. You're just making another Spider-Man game that will have a good narrative and story. And I understand the uh, the fanboys of the world are going to be like, this is how you make a story. This is the best thing ever. I can't believe no other game has ever been this good. Blah, blah, blah. Mortal Kombat 1 is the best game of all time. <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> but realistically speaking, I think two things have now kind of come out. One, PlayStation users are simps. Sorry, I shouldn't say all places. Oh, shit. Oh, snap. We're going for it. We're going for it. He's pulling out all the big guns. All right, go for it. PlayStation (laughs) fanboys, the ones that are exclusively PlayStation, PC, and Xbox can rot, but they somehow all own Switches, which is another thing. Mm -hmm. These people that are review bombing right now are going to, A, think Spider-Man is the most incredible thing in the world, but two, do you think or B, do you think any of these people here are going to defend Spider-Man reviews that are done by Xbox players? Absolutely. They're going to be like, you don't know what you're talking about. The other thing is, I don't think they like complicated games. Starfield isn't. Maybe that's what it is, right? Like (laughs) Starfield. Yeah. Like there is, there's a lot of management in that you have game. To farm stuff, carrying stuff's a bitch. You have to manage your oxygen levels. Almost like real life. Right? Except you only get to carry 160 kilograms unless you're wearing a big spacesuit. It makes everything half the weight. Makes no sense. I mean, I carry 160 kilograms usually. Do you know what else doesn't make sense? This episode of the CS Green Podcast. That and carrying nine different guns. <laughs> And a satchel full of vegetables all on your your tiny back, right? Well, you, they're video you, games. You haven't been to the northern of Canada. That's a regular occurrence. Occurrence, for, yeah. For me. Yeah, <laughs> nine guns and a satchel of vegetables. But but the <laughs> argument still stands, right? Like, yeah. Looking now, we we know what kind of games you like. That's very clear. That's overabundantly clear. But you're the same people who shit on cyberpunk 2077 and now you're telling everybody it's way better than starfield Mm -hmm. starfield didn't come out of the box so broken they gave everybody refunds they didn't offer people refunds they gave them the refunds that's a big difference yeah that's true yeah but i digress i'd like i don't want to talk about starfield too too much i just want to i want to ask gamers who are listening Please don't review bomb things just because it's the cool thing to do. Or because it's not on a console that you support. Like that Reddit thread is insane. Like, haha, I did another one. People are literally buying the game on Steam and then returning it just so they can leave a review. Yes, but Steam Steam will actually uh, 
they the acknowledge nice thing about, if you've returned it. Yeah, Steam will actually say like if someone's received the game for free or whatnot. But uh, that actually uh, reminds me. So I, I guess Sony has updated, finally updated the PlayStation Store, or it's it's rolling out, so you can give games like uh, an actual rating, like a five star rating. Didn't uh, Xbox do that like ten years ago? Yeah, so Sony's never had anything like that. And actually, the PlayStation 5 or the updated uh, PlayStation Store is terrible, especially online. Like, you can't even see screenshots or videos or stuff like that. So, um, but a lot of people online were saying this the problem with a lot of these like uh, online reviews or, or game reviews is that people can just review the games even without owning them, right? So uh, it's kind of interesting some of the ideas that people were coming up with, you know, setting saying like uh, you need to have a minimum amount of play time. You should have you should have to have a minimum amount of play time on the game to be able to review it um, or like. But then there's arguments saying, well, if a game really sucks, people aren't going to play it for like the two hours just to review it. Right. Yeah. What uh, what Steam does is it says how many hours they've played the game which is interesting. What I was thinking though, is uh, instead of limiting who can review a game, but in order to kind of help weed out the ones where like people just buy a game and then give it a five-star rating after like, like immediately after purchase. What if uh, when, and I feel like this should be like on steam on Xbox as well and stuff like that. If, instead of saying like the, the play time or whatnot, it should be how long the person had owned that game for that license before they had posted the review or a completion level. Like you shall not be able to re- review something until you're at 50%. Well, that kind of like, is that the same thing as like, if you, uh, if they limited the play time, right? Like, so if a game sucks, right, someone's not going to play it to 50% just to review it. But I think, think about it. If someone were to, buy a game and they were to just post uh you know how long they have owned that license for then you could actually really see roughly how how much they've played the game right so if someone bought the game and it says review posted after like 10 minutes of ownership well we know that the person literally bought the game and started downloading it and then reviewed it whereas uh someone who posted after you know two weeks of ownership Right. And obviously that time wouldn't change. It would just be like at the time that that post was was made. I'd agree. Uh, I think that that would be kind of a cool, a cool concept, a cool idea on on uh, like online reviews or, and just general, really. Like, I mean, it'd be hard for uh, like sites like Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes to implement that. But for I think game stores where like you have to purchase the game to be able to, to review it. There should be something like that. Anyways, that, that was just uh, an interesting kind of topic that had uh, produced actually some fruitful discussion, believe it or not, on a PlayStation 4 <laughs> subreddit. But Well, yeah, yeah they're, they're worried that people are going to buy PlayStations and then review every game at one, one, one. Mm-hmm. I'm actually the opposite now. I'm, uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, David. After Spider-Man 2 is complete, I'm contemplating selling my PlayStation. I'm not surprised. Wow, that was hurtful. I mean, this is the PlayStation that I hand-delivered to you. 
Oh, that's why I don't want it anymore. It's just because <laughs> it was hand-delivered. No, in all honesty, like I've thought about this a lot. Every game I want to play, I can play on my Xbox, I can play on my computer, or I can play on my Switch. Yeah, Aside no, that's from fair. God of War, which I'm playing through, and Spider-Man, I bought that console for exclusives, which is hilarious that we're talking about exclusivity and Starfield. But I bought that console for that reason. No other reason. And like, what's it called? PlayStation Plus sucks now. You know what? Like, even for, say, Spider-Man, like if you didn't have Spider-Man or Miles Morales, like you can get it on Steam now. So it's inevitable that Spider-Man 2 is going to come out on Steam anyways. Yeah, it's it's now a console that I don't really need. Hell, The Last of Us Part 1's on Steam, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Returnal, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, all of these games that were PlayStation exclusives are coming out on Steam. Right, like I, so, I could have a Steam Deck and play these games. You could, Days Gone, Predator, like all of this stuff. Like, I mean, obviously, you might have to wait a few years for it, but think about it. Like, if the Sony or sorry, if Microsoft is releasing uh, games day one on Game Pass, I think there's enough to play <laughs> in regards to uh, the Microsoft library while you wait for Spider-Man 2 to come out on Steam. Yeah, I mean, Forza Horizon 5 dropped on Game Pass today, so that's cool. Or yesterday. Did it? Oh, snap. Yeah, I when mean... I fired up my computer, that was the notification I got from Microsoft. Oh, nice. Um, But, yeah, I just... I don't know if I need it anymore. But you know who also doesn't need PlayStation anymore? Who's that? <laughs> that would be Jim Ryan the president and CEO of Sony interactive entertainment America. And what's happening to him? Uh, so he announced that uh, he's retiring. He's leaving Sony after actually, I never realized how long he'd worked there. He's 30 years that he's worked for uh, Sony. And as the, uh, I, I don't know how long he's been the president or CEO, but he's been with uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment for 30 years. But uh, uh, in an announcement today on uh, the Sony Interactive website, uh, as you have seen today in the news, I have announced my retirement after nearly 30 years at Sony Interactive Entertainment. I did not take this decision lightly, and I absolutely love SIE and our community. But as but of late, I've been finding it increasingly difficult to strike the right balance between having my home in the UK and my job in the United States. Uh, okay, that's so, interesting. I didn't read that whole thing. That is that is interesting. So he's leaving. The UK... because, yeah, <laughs> I'm very curious as to where he's going to be working, what company he's going to be working for. Some uh, anti-Microsoft organization. Oh, probably. He's probably going to be. Uh, at some like legal company to prevent large purchase acquisitions or something like that. But honestly, good riddance. You like, I know we've had the, uh, the bit of Sony CEO previously, but like, bro, you did this to yourself. You're resigning because you lost the arms race. You've made crazy 
statements like the Bungie acquisition is going to bring you more money than Activision will ever bring Microsoft. Are you mm-hmm. drunk, Jim? Mm-hmm. Jim, are you good? Number two, you caused all this battlefield or uh, all this Starfield problem because you got into a pissing match with this company. Everybody could have had this game. You were a dumb fuck. And you know what? The thing is, is that everyone could have had, you know, more Bethesda games. Like hell, even like not just Starfield. Like maybe sure, Starfield was always going to be an exclusive. Uh, for Microsoft, but they have pretty much uh, solidified that no other Bethesda games or Zenimax Studio games are going to be coming out on PlayStation consoles. And, you know, I'm not not going to be surprised if future act, uh, Activision games, you know, after that 10 year agreement for having Call of Duty on uh, PlayStation, I would not be surprised if that's the only game that we see on PlayStation for the next uh, decade or if not more right because it's in an agreement that that microsoft has has signed but i think like jim ryan has uh you know sure he's he's overseen the the launch of the playstation 5 and the ps4 probably and all this other stuff right but as of late he hasn't done anything good for the the gaming community he's just he's just actually created a uh, a larger rift apart so to speak. Uh. <laughs> uh, in the game community and also between Microsoft and Sony, right? Like it's uh, when, when you told me that uh, he was uh, retiring, I was not surprised at all. In fact, I'm pretty sure I said something like good. Uh, I said, that's probably, <laughs> you, you sent me a picture and I said, that's probably a good thing. Right. So I don't think many people are surprised, but actually some of the uh, Reddit comments on there's an announcement here. Uh, one of the first uh, things is bro really hiked the PS plus price and dipped. <laughs> people said probably cash out his stocks when they bumped up after the hike. Uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, well, some posts say he's retiring. Some posts say he's resigning. I'm wondering if they had a conversation with old Jimmy being like, hey, you know what? You have two options leave on your own or we'll fire your ass because mm-hmm. you screwed some stuff up there bud yeah and it sounds like uh that that reasoning you know it's difficult to have my home in the uk and work in the united states well you know what that's uh that's a typical kind of like cover-up thing are you sure the- about that yeah <laughs> You sure about that? You sure about that? Uh, someone, one, one uh, Reddit user uh, had posted, and this is kind of true. It says, honestly, I've never liked Jim's run of PlayStations. Once he said, why would anybody want to play old games? I knew it wasn't going to be a tenure I would be enthusiastic about. PlayStation has been doing amazing for a decade, but it's more because Xbox fumbled super hard rather than Jim's vision being good. The decisions they've made making the past few months have been a bit short-sighted. I can only hope the next one is more of a gamer than a suit. And that's actually a good point. You look at Phil Spencer, right? Uh, he has the visionary of gamers, right? Like he, he plays games himself and he'll play online and, and whatnot. You'll see him like interact with the gaming community. Uh, hell, even like major Nielsen when he was still with, uh, with, <laughs> with uh, Microsoft, right? He wasn't just a, uh, yeah, he was a spokesperson, but he'd play games online with people like you could add him to your friends list and he would you could play online with him. Whereas I never really got that at all from 
the anyone from Sony, right? Like they they talk about games and stuff like that, but they don't talk about them in a sense of it being a, a way for entertainment for escapism, right? To to get together with your friends and play something. It was more always like a business model. Yeah. Right. Whereas the the way that Microsoft has and my, the thing is, like, you you watch that Microsoft or that Xbox uh, docu- documentary series, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a four part uh, series on Xbox or whatever. But they admit in that that Microsoft fumbled. Microsoft admitted that they they did great with the Xbox 360 and then they f- fumbled really, really hard with the Xbox one. And. Because you didn't need an entertainment unit. Yeah, because they they lost the vision of what people want. Like they thought that they were they were trying to take over the the entire living room, right? But really, they could do that with a gaming system. And now Microsoft, I think, is a little bit more um, realistic about their way to take over the entertainment, the gaming, the 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 gaming world, and then as well the 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 living room with putting their platforms and opening it up to other systems, like having streaming systems, like putting game pass app on your TV. So you don't even need to have a console. You can register or, or sign up for game pass and then just get a Bluetooth controller and hook it up to your, your TV and play that way. Right. Like without yeah. having a console. Whereas, whereas you, if you look at like the most recent PlayStation announcement of like their handheld kind of like, controller thing with the screen well it's not relate it, it you have to connect it to a ps5 to play games you have to stream it from your console rather than streaming it from the cloud right like so there's a lot of fumbles going on from from sony and and the way that sony's always worked is they, they've always had this like kind of business mentality like for the longest time and i think what this user had said is like uh is spot on is that uh Sony did so well based off of Xbox fumbling, but also when you think about it, like the PlayStation did so well because one, it was like a forefront uh, in technology. Like they, they advanced technology a lot in that aspect um, from going from like 2d sprites to 3d, but then Nintendo also kind of fumbled a little bit with uh, like their agreements and stuff like that with Sony, right? Like, so Sony has always been successful based off of the mishaps and mistakes of other companies. Right. I'd agree. So, uh, you know, like with Jim Ryan stepping down, I think it's a good thing. I think, uh, if they, if they can replace them with someone who has more of a, a gaming mentality and it's like games are for people, games are for everyone mentality i feel like they could do a lot to fix their relationship with microsoft um and 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 bring the gaming community closer together rather than what sony's been doing for a while and and splitting splitting them apart yeah i i'd agree um it's funny because we're talking about how jim ryan has done this sony has kind of been splitting the gaming community and they've really actually created a a volatile gaming community which is not welcoming it's fairly elitist i would say Mm -hmm. it's like playstation 
five users is like a, like a status symbol for some people, right? Like, yeah. oh, you have a Switch. You don't have a PlayStation 5. Like, you know, bougie. I don't know. I just, I've never, like, I've had, so like the PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I've never felt so alienated from a fan base and a user base as I do for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And that's even like just sitting on the subreddits. Like it's it's a terrifying world out there. Mm-hmm. So now like I, I sit there and like on their games for PlayStation or PlayStation Plus games for October post. I literally replied underneath where's Starfield. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and somebody replied on Game Pass. I'm like, that's I funny. love this answer. That's great. That's right. I don't see RJ in your contacts. Siri has decided that uh, I've called upon her. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, anyways. anyways. <laughs> so, uh, we, we had another big announcement, though, uh, recently. Uh, Facebook, or I guess as it's uh, professionally or legally called now, meta or meta they uh finally announced and revealed uh, or i guess like uh, announced the the release date and price of the meta quest 3 the latest and greatest and most updated uh (laughs) version of their wireless all-in-one vr headset and uh i mean sean's pretty excited for it yeah 100 minus the price here's why i'm excited about it Minus the price is when I bought my headset and you guys have heard this story numerous times. Uh, well, of like how David's like, Oh, it's going to collect dust. And then he bought one like a month later. Yeah. But I bought one to spend time with you. Oh, <laughs> here's, here's my thing though. The one I purchased is an actual Oculus quest two. It's not the meta quest two. It's still the original Oculus. That was 64 gigs. Didn't have the double storage. Didn't have any of that. It still loads up saying Oculus. I love it. Yours is a meta, right? Or is it an Oculus? No, I think I honestly think that when I got mine, it was still the Oculus Quest 2. Facebook didn't rebrand until after I got that. And uh, I can tell you right now, when yours turns on, I'm pretty sure it still shows the meta logo. Yeah, it does. It goes and then it shows me the blue M. Yeah, it used to show me the O. The O, yeah. So, anyways, uh, the MetaQuest Three is coming out in October. Uh, pretty, pretty good updated specifications for a, a standalone uh, system. There, uh, we'll we'll announce the price in a second, but uh, it comes in two uh, storage options: one hundred twenty-eight gig and five hundred and twelve gig, which is interesting because. They're keeping with the 128 gig as the base model, which is the same thing for the Quest 2, but they are doubling the uh, second model. So the, the Quest 2 had a 128 and then 256 gig, whereas this one is 128 and 512. Uh, it's got new processor uh, running Snapdragon. Um, whatever. I don't know what the, the actual benchmarks are for that, but uh, it should be a new Snapdragon uh, XR2 Gen 2. <laughs> CPU, whatever that means. Uh, updated. R2D2? Yeah, right. Um, it's they have more cameras on the front. It has two RGB cameras, 
So it has 10 times the resolution resolution of the Quest 2 and uh, cover uh, uh, supports full color pass through, which is actually going to be pretty cool for uh, augmented reality or mixed reality games where you use like your actual environment. Yeah, because uh, right now the Quest 2, if anyone's used it, it's like a black and white and it's pretty low. Low detail stuff. It's just kind of like so you can see your your environment, but you can't yeah, really do so much you can with see it. The wall coming. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Um, I don't know. Let's, talk, let's look at the controllers for speakers are better, about. and then it's got eight gigs of RAM. So I, I think I think the Quest Two has six gigs. So I mean, RAM's always good. I would. I'm surprised that it's only eight. I think that uh, that's kind of going to be the bottleneck in the future. I think they should have gone out with at least uh, twelve gigs of RAM in there, but who knows? Anyways, you're, practically the running, you're practically running an S22 on your face. Yeah. Um, All right. Controllers. What What are your thoughts? I don't like that it doesn't have the Halo. I Why understand the, the Halo is like used for tracking, and that's fine. I also find the, the Halo a little bit more protective for your hand as well. That's true. Giving the controller something to hit before your knuckles. Um... I do like that it is lighter. It looks smaller. It is smaller. It is uh, thinner, significantly thinner. So it'll be good for um, probably going to run longer, triple days, not double days. Longer sessions. Yeah. That's what I, I really care about the most is like, how much better is the battery going to be on this thing? Oh, it's garbage. <laughs> okay. So here's the battery life. So uh, on average for gaming, it says 2.4 hours. Social, whatever that means. Uh, 2.2 hours productivity, an hour and a half of usage on average. Now, my guess is productivity by that. They mean like augmented reality or, or mixed reality where you're using the front cameras and working like in a virtual workspace kind of thing and media 2.9 hours. Really, we only get about two and a half, three hours of time on the quest too. I play plugged in pretty much all the time now. I have a wireless battery pack that or a wired battery pack that I always just keep in my pocket. I let the battery run down and then I just cook it. Yeah, I got a uh, a battery pack that attaches to the head strap that I have and I run that the whole time. Um like I could easily get a, like a good like 5 or 6 hours using the battery pack as well, but I mean that's a whole lot of added weight. So I mean, we're going to get obviously third party head straps and that have battery power and all that stuff um for it, but uh the cost though oh i was gonna say what bothers me the most is we like before we started recording david and i were looking at the pre-orders for the quest 3 and you can you can pre-order the meta quest 3 and you can pre-order meta quest 3 peripherals including but not limited to a facial interface and a head strap Head strap, you knew was going to happen because like there's customizable ones. People mm-hmm. like ones with more padding. Like if I didn't buy the headset strap I have, I wouldn't be able to play two games of mini golf in one night type of thing because it hurts after a while. Yeah. But what pisses me off is for fifty four ninety nine Canadian, you can buy a silicone facial interface. So you're telling me the it one should thing come you, with one. The the one thing you didn't learn over the first two metas, you still haven't figured out. Oh no, they learned, but then they also learned that they can charge $54 for it then rather than give it away for free. I'll buy a kit on Amazon that has all three for 100. 
right? Which is a pretty big piss off because if you look at the price, uh, in Canada, the 128 gig model starts at 650. And then the 512 gig model is 850. Like, holy crap. That shit's expensive. Very, very expensive. It's gross. And and here's the thing. It's like technology, yes, like gets expensive. It is it, especially when it's like the newest model or something. Like let's take let's take iPhones and uh, the Galaxy phones. You know the new ones when they release, they're thousands of dollars. But like if you look at it, the cost of the material and the technology is still substantially less now for that stuff than it would have been, you know, ten years ago. Um, but when we we look at video games and stuff like that, uh, and consoles, you know, the cost of consoles need to be in that that. Uh, you know, four ninety nine to six ninety nine price point for it to be accessible for most people. This isn't like a home console. This isn't a, a system that is accessible to everyone. This isn't something that is appeals to everyone. And yet, the technology and the technology hasn't advanced enough to justify such a huge price. Like if this were to release at, I would say. Hell, the what's the base price for uh, a Quest Two? Um, uh, four nineteen. Four nineteen. So if they were to, to release the Quest Three at, let's say four ninety nine Canadian, you know that is a good enough value or a, a a big enough increase in specifications and technology to justify upgrading. So I don't necessarily see a justification for a lot of people to if they already have a quest Two, if it's running fine and they're enjoying the games that they have on there, I don't see a need for people to upgrade. I mean, like you and I probably will eventually because like we, we use our systems fairly regularly and, and for some of the longer game sessions, like the smaller headset and stuff like that will actually be pretty, pretty helpful and handy. Yeah. Right. But for the average person that has, you know, that dabbles just a little bit in VR stuff, um, you know, I can't see that most of them deciding to upgrade to the Quest 3, especially at that price point. Like when you can buy an Xbox, if you're if you don't have a Series X or PS5 and you're like, okay, am I going to buy something that I can play a ton of stuff in the comfort of my home? Other people can enjoy it for the same price as a VR headset that I'm like going to dabble in. I mean, the, uh, the price point is a miss there, I think. Yeah, I, I'd agree, especially because like I bought mine before inflation hit. Like I bought mine as like a full out pandemic purchase, right? And I think I got mine yeah. for two thirty, maybe. Uh, two two forty nine. Yeah, I think that's what they were. Back in the day. Way back in the day. Now they're I mean, just too expensive. I got mine. So it's funny because when you got yours, it was a 64 gig model. And then there was a big ass recall on them because people were having like uh, reactions to the face pad. So then they were giving out free silicone covers for, for that. And then they recalled the systems. So you couldn't buy them anywhere for a while. And then they kind of like silently, secretly release an updated 128 gig model for the same price as the 64 gig model. So right that's, out of nowhere. 
yeah, and that's where I I got mine. So I think I, I paid the same amount as you for like the same system, but 120 gigs. Yeah, of memory there, right? But anyways, well, good for you, David. Yeah, it's been great. Good for you. So you ready to play um, everyone's favorite game, including your own? You mean this one? Picking up strangers. Let me tell you about the dangers. If you don't like taking chances, then you better keep moving on, my friend. <laughs> That's the one. We're here to do games in October. And uh, it's going to be a fun one. So we're as in, always. In Q4. We're nearing Q4. the end. We're nearing the end. It's either going to be pre-order, wait for review, or dump it. Or bargain bin dump it. You ready? We need to uh, just come up with a definitive three. I say this every time, but I always forget. It's like you can almost get rid of wait for review. But that one's also a key one because I could change your mind. Uh, but you know what? I th- I would say in today's uh, day and age of, of uh, review bombing and stuff like that, I wouldn't trust most reviews. Yeah, then you're you you right you right. So let's start off with the first game, Bilkin's Folly. I, I read that as Bikini's Folly. <laughs> I read the same thing too. I'm like, oh man, what is this called? Like, ah, bikini game. Ah, oh, here we go. <laughs> We're off to a good start. No, uh, Bilkin's Folly. Uh, apparently, it looks kind of cool. It's like a pixel. Obviously, it's a, a pixel art game, but. Uh, Bilkin's f- folly it's, is you play Percy. You're on a quest to find his missing relatives and he needs your help. Join him and his beloved dog Drayton as they adventure through a series of an unusual islands, solve puzzles to uncover treasure and bring light to the foreboding family secret buried, buried beneath it all. It's kind of cool. Like, so there's this, uh, if you look at the trailer online, when I, uh, I guess like there's a thing where you're like trying to pinpoint something on a map and you literally have like a ruler that you, can use to draw lines and mark an X on a map and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. It, it seems kind of cool. It looks neat. I will say I would try it if it was deadly cheap. Yeah, this is like a 1999 game for, for me. It's a $9 game for me. How about right. tree pang squared or two? Yeah, not sure if it's squared or two, but uh, this is an upcoming game by Team 17, the studio behind the world famous Worms games. It's a first person shooter. Uh, I don't know. It looks kind of scary, maybe. I don't know. It's... It looks cool. Yeah, I would. I would definitely try this. It looks kind of clunky, though. And That's the, right. the, the gun reloading is very obnoxious, kind of has like a Doom Wolfenstein vibe. Wolfenstein vibe. Yeah. Overall, another bargain basement one for me. What's next? I mean, it's on. You could download a demo for that on Steam right now if you want to try it out. Oh, there you go. Yep. We got. Uh, I don't know. Anything. Day Saga Just, 7 is yeah. coming out. That's for those role playing fans. Uh, Watch out for review bombs. Scorn's finally coming out on uh, PlayStation 5. So all you uh, folks that were so upset that this game wasn't coming out on PlayStation 5, it's coming out there now. I'm sure the reviews will be way better on PS5 than it was on Xbox. Yep. How about Hellboy? On the fourth, we have Hellboy Web of the Word. 
The weird? It's actually pronounced weird. I learned this from a game called Tainted Grail, uh, which I've been, I bought this a while ago. It's like early access on Steam. Uh, It's, uh, yeah, it's called, pronounced weird. I like the art. Yeah. It uh, kind of reminds me of cell damage. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, on the fifth Assassin's Creed Mirage is coming out. That's the newest Assassin's Creed game. It looks like they're going back to, uh, I mean, Assassin's Creed, you can only do so much with it. They did Vikings. They did Greek. Now they're going back to Middle Eastern. I guess yeah, it, I don't lo- know. it looks like it's going to be good. Um, I, I haven't played a lot of the Assassin's Creed games in their entirety, but I have dabbled. I like the game, but I do find them a little bit too fetch questy for my liking. Overall, I think it'll be a pretty good game. I would wait for the reviews on this one because fans of the the franchise will know, but some newer gamers or newer to the franchise might not. So that's the one cool thing about games coming out every few years is like new generations get to try these games. And I think that's really cool, especially because we have games like Wargroove 2 coming out. I picked a random one and I picked poorly. <laughs> you did. Wargroove is a turn-based tactics RPG that was developed by Chucklefish, which is actually the guy who uh, who made. I think. Hold on, is Chucklefish the one? No, Chucklefish. What did it they? It looks do? very oh, yeah, Stardew they did, Valley. They did Stardew Valley. That's right. Uh, they published Stardew Valley. Uh, anyways, so yeah, it's coming out, but, uh, we got, uh, cricket 24s coming out on the fifth for all those cricket fans, not, uh, not the bug fans, the sport. Uh, we got the dark pictures anthology. Little hope is finally coming out on the Nintendo switch. So it will most likely look like garbage on there. Uh, garbage. Uh, front mission Two remake is coming out on uh, Nintendo switch as well for all those, uh, tactical RPG fans of, of the super Nintendo era. All right. Well, the six has two big games coming out and big by their standards. Um, you're going to have NHL 24 dropping on all consoles except the switch. And then you're going to have Detective Pikachu returns for the switch. I'll tell you, I've already pre-ordered NHL to get the bonuses. Cause well, I was going to say you pre-order Detective Pikachu. I'd be surprised. Um, no, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you pre-ordered it. I thought about it, but no, maybe, uh, maybe closer to, uh, Ho, ho, ho time. Maybe your neighbor can bring it uh, for for your other half and you could leave it under the tree and be like, don't buy this game for yourself. <laughs> uh, luckily, I don't have that issue because I have to pretty much force she who shall not be named to purchase games that I think she would like. Oh, well, she, that's, she's that's got fair. like she's got like ninety dollars. Uh, on the eShop that she hasn't used in like two years. It's like, geez. Anyway, so uh, on the 10th, we got Forza Motorsport, like the newest, most latest game that, uh, you know what really grinds my gears? They took the numbering out of the the title and it's really pissing you off. I can see you struggling with it. Yeah, because this isn't the first game in the series, but it's it, like Forza 8. I know. It's like, Mortal Kombat. Why did they go Mortal Kombat 1 right after Mortal Kombat 11? But see, Mortal <laughs> Kombat 11, it looks like Mortal Kombat 2 now because Mortal Kombat 1 uses a Roman numeral 1 just like Mortal Kombat 11 used the Roman numeral 1-1. One, one, so it looks like 2. Stupid. So, 
my understanding is I think Forza Motorsport is now going to be an expandable game. So it's just going to continually add to it. I don't think they're going to keep reinventing the wheel. That's fair. This generation. Yeah. It turns into like a game as a service rather than a, a, now, a standalone game. Just remember, if you want that open world experience, this is not the game that you're playing. You are going to want to play Forza Horizons to get open world. This one is more like track jumping. Um the older Forza games still are so near and dear to my heart when I watch a lot of Top Gear because like the Top Gear guys were on it. They don't do the games anymore, which is unfortunate, but they're still beautiful, beautiful games. Ray Tracing shows up for every game, and that's pretty cool. But this game is visually stunning. Visually just so beautiful. Sounds cool, too. Yeah, I will definitely be playing this one. Uh, if if racing games not your style, we got little or lil l i l lil gator game, and it is you play as a little tiny alligator, embark on an adorable adventure, discover new friends, and uncover everything the island has to offer. Climb, swim, glide, and slide your way into the hearts of many different characters you meet on your travels, as you try and devour each and every one of them. Wow, <laughs> this is uh, this looks kind of fun. I mean, like, it's a cozy game. It's another probably like life simulator with animals. It's like, uh, I mean, it's kind of like Animal Crossing, but you're a, a cute little alligator. Sean wants the, that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm uh, I'm just looking at the trailer for Total War Pharaoh coming out on the 11th. It looks like a Civ style game. So it's definitely an RTS. Um, it is. Well, a turn based RTS, but looks kind of cool. It's very cool. I can I can fuck with a game like this. Yeah, yeah. You usually do. I I I've had eight hour Civ sessions before. That's true. Uh, we got the Company of Hero Collection is coming on the Nintendo Switch, which is uh, pretty interesting because uh, I mean I'm not a big fan of real time strategy games on consoles. I just find that they're clunky and whatnot. Uh, but the Company of Hero games, have you ever played those? No. Oh, Wait. they're great. Are they the? They're like the World War II RTS games. Yep, I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else we got? River City Rival Showdown. I don't know what that is. It's a beat 'em up game. Uh, okay, <laughs> nobody cares about that. Batman Arkham Trilogy is coming out for the Nintendo Switch. If uh, it's if it's playable, I will purchase it. Yeah. Because I like those games. They, they, that is a very, games. that is a solid trilogy and probably some of the best Batman media that is coming out in the last like 15 years. Look, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Diane. These games walked so Spider Man could run. Like, it's the same mechanics, it's the same battle style, it's the same stealth. Also, we missed a game on the 12th called Haunted House. It looks like an adventure style dungeon crawler but in a haunted house looks kind of fun it's a cute little game it reminded me of a board game i saw today at the store called haunt the house interesting don't know much about it but it's a new game out in the world uh on the 13th we got uh lords lords of the fallen now this is interesting because in 2014 there was a game called lords of the fallen uh, it was a launch title, roughly, I believe, for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It was an action role-playing game. It wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It was it was a solid game. Uh, so they're releasing a, 
I guess it's a sequel or it's a maybe a remake or a reboot of the game that never really happened. Uh, that I don't know. I think this this stemmed from the sequel of or sorry, it stemmed from Lords of the Fallen 2 and then they just decided to remake it again. I don't know, but uh, that's coming out. If you want to look at a very bad trailer for a game and fire up your Nintendo GameCube. Take a look at Transformers Earthspark Expedition. The game looks like it was based or like built 10 years ago. Very, um, I would almost say like colorful, chunky poly, but like I, I guess it kind of works. Looks bad, though. I mean, this bad. is most likely a mobile game, like the empty environments. and No, it comes out for the PS5 and Xbox Series X. It's oh, a it's platformer. Gonna be, it's going to be a great that game. It looks like Sonic. Speaking of, Sonic, speaking of Sonic, we got uh, Sonic Superstars coming out. Well, that'll be good. I, I was going to talk about SpongeBob. It looks pretty fun. Oh, the Cosmic I Shake. I don't know what it is about SpongeBob games, but they're just infectiously fun. I think I think it's because like, there's humor ingrained into literally every single aspect of SpongeBob. It's true. It just is wacky. It's fun. It's it's everything you want when your brain turns off. Mm-hmm. Sonic Superstars is the collection, right? Uh, Sonic Superstars is no. Is I think the that's new, the, the new, new one. That's like the most recent, like new full game that's coming out. Uh, we've yeah. done this before, where we've gotten confused by these Sonic games that have come out. But yeah, this looks fresh. It looks three D. Brand new look. Is this the one where you could also like use the XY axis? I feel uh, like I don't know. No, oh, yeah. this is the one you can also play with your friends. Oh, so they finally added uh, knuckles, rows and tails. They finally added multiplayer. Yep. Crazy. Uh, we got uh, Skull Island Rise of Kong. And <laughs> this game looks absolutely terrible like you gotta look this game up it is it is actually (laughs) this is like lord of the rings golem territory okay i'm looking i'm looking this looks like a game from like playstation 2 or sorry playstation 3 early ps3 xbox one or, or sorry xbox 360 era this is gonna be bad this is definitely gonna be like a bargain bin game Oh, this looks horrible. It does. Horrible. <laughs> it does. Who animated this do- this Kong's ass? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, no, the, the game of the year is here. It's called Wizard with a Gun. And it looks... Eh. <laughs> looks it's, it's an arty game. It looks like an anime. Yeah. It looks um, cool. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a turn. It kind of reminds me of Castle Next. Crashers a little bit or not oh, yeah. Castle Crashers. I'm trying to think of the art style of the game kind of has the same vibe as Cult of the Lamb, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you actually hear that uh, Cult of the Lamb, the developers are removing that game from storefronts this year? Why? Uh, because of the changes to uh, Epic Games like Unity. Uh, they're they're gonna charge like a fee for each download or something like that. So, I think so, it's called to the lamb that they're, yeah, called to the lamb. They're they're gonna pull that from storefront, so you won't be able to buy it anymore. So, 
after this year. Such a good game. I know. So good. Uh, I'm I'm on the fence on if I want to buy it or not. But uh, uh, later in the month, 19th, we got the latest uh, Jack Party. Number 10 is coming What's out. What's included in Jackbox 10? I don't. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Includes TKO two. That's it. Wow. Oh, hip, Ram. hip, hip, not hip. Notorious time jinx. And a new rhythm game called what Do the, Do Re Mi. What are the best ones? It's called like Quiplash. And there's the one where you can like make up your own thing. It's yeah. like it's, all the Balderdash ones are good. Actually, uh, interesting though. If you look at the, the Wikipedia page for uh, Jackbox, it says uh, reception. The Jackbox game stated that sales jumped up to one thousand percent from March to May twenty twenty, the first three months of the COVID pandemic nineteen shutdown. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I remember uh, there was a humble bundle with like a whole bunch of Jackbox games on there. Anyway, so. Uh, right. What else? Are you ready for the twentieth? Yeah, the shittiest game uh, of the month. Slay the princess. <laughs> Actually, maybe it's a visual novel horror dating sim. So you might like that. Uh, it's not called Lay the Princess, so no. <laughs> oh my god! Hold uh, on, hold on. Porn acting. <laughs> um, um, we got the worst game to grace the PlayStation ever coming out on the twentieth. Marvel Spider-Man 2. Super Mario Bros. 1. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Honestly, this is a good day for gamers. Uh, not for Xbox users. See, nothing comes out that day for the Xbox. Get wrecked, Xbox users. But you have Super Mario Bros. Wonder for the Nintendo Switch and Marvel Spider-Man 2. I'm going to roll the dice and assume I'm going to get one of these from the other half. On that day or for like Christmas? For Christmas. I don't know if I'd buy Super Mario Bros. Wonder right away. I definitely want to see how it reviews. Yeah. Be- because like they've they've made them kind of like the the Squatty Mario chibis. The elephant character doesn't look nearly as fun as like the raccoon or the cat or mm-hmm. the frog. It's I think I, I think when it comes down to like, okay, if if there's a game that you want someone else to buy for you. I would say get them to buy Super Mario Bros. Wonder because Spider-Man 2 is going to go on sale by by the end of the year, if not early next year. So if you can wait like three to four months to play that game, you're going to be able to get a discount. Whereas Nintendo games never go on sale. So you might as well get someone else <laughs> to spend full buy, pay full price for that. You're not wrong. Uh, what else we got later on? We got, uh, oh, on the 24th, a game that I'm very much looking forward to is coming out. Just dance 2024. How did you know? Cause I know you like to shake your booty. I do like to shake, 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 do, 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 do. No, uh, city skylines two is coming out. Now I'm curious because I know it'll be a game pass game for at least console. I think if it were to drop on Game Pass for computer for PC, I'd get it right away. I'm contemplating buying it. Or do I wait till there's like a humble bundle and buy it that way? You know? Sean, Sean, my friend, I have some good it, news for you. 
is it coming out on PC? It 100% is. So now I can wait until there's like a bunch of DLC and buy it then. Yeah. That's the game that I'm looking most forward to in October, aside from NHL. And and Sean, you could pre-install it right now. You can. Oh, you can, can take, I? You can take up precious storage space on your computer for the next 26 days uh, <laughs> and and just potentially think about City Skyline. I don't I, understand I, why people would preload a game like a month before it releases. Especially because I'm pretty sure um, I want to know what the size is going to be. Like, it's going to be a massive fucking game. Uh, let me tell you. Let's see. According to Paradox, the City Skylines map is about 159 kilometers squared. That's not what I was looking for. I mean, like on the Game Pass uh, app, it says that the install size is 10.13 megabytes. Wow, there you go. Steam doesn't have its size either. Wait, maybe it does. Weird. Anyway, so that's coming out. While Sean's looking at that, uh, we got Just Dance 2024 is coming out. We got the, another Lord of the Rings game, Return to Mor- Moria. Uh, it's a survival crafting game, which could be interesting. So uh, I, I'm curious as how that game turns out after the bomb that was uh, Gollum. Oh, uh, so bad. We got gigs minimum to run. Yeah, City most Skyline. likely. I, I'm not surprised. Uh, on the 27th, near the end of the month, we got Alan Wake 2. Um, I think that there's some, some pretty, pretty good hype for that. If you played the Alan Wake games like this, came, this is a game by Remedy Entertainment. They've made some pretty, uh, pretty good games. They did the Max Payne series. Uh, they did Alan Wake. Obviously, they make Control. I guess that's really it. <laughs> Max Payne, Alan Wake, and Control. Uh, so that would that would be pretty cool. Um, we got a new Terminator game coming out, or I guess it's Terminator Resistance, but cl- Complete Edition is coming out for the Xbox Series X. So it's got all that stuff. Uh, that's really really it. There's like a few other random stuff like you, Resident you missed Evil. Metal Gear Solid Master Collection One, and you missed what actually looks to be one of the better games coming out um, especially for VR Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord which is coming out for Windows it's coming out for PC or Meta and it's coming out for the PS5 or PSVR so that's going to be a fun little add-on to uh, the VR world and I'm really hoping that like the Meta Quest 2 can handle it well like it's coming out for the Quest 2 so but you'd hope so You'd, well, you'd hope so. You know what? Uh, I haven't seen your RoboCop game. That's never yeah. coming out. What the hell? Where's RoboCop? I keep. Th- I thought it was supposed to come out in September. Okay, this Ghostbusters game looks fucking fire. How dare you not bring up this game? This game looks incredible. Are we gonna go blasting ghosts for probably forty nine dollars? Yes, we are. Sure, we're not. This is gonna be an expensive game. But it looks like it'll hold up, hopefully. Okay, apparently Robocop is planned to release in November now. Man. Sure it is. The initial release was supposed to be September, so I'm not I'm 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 not crazy thinking that it was supposed to be September. Are yeah, they supposed- releasing ARC for this generation's consoles? They must be uh, 
I think so. I think that oh, actually they announced Ark 2, right? Didn't they? So I don't know. It says Ark Survival Ascended PS5 Xbox uh, Series X. And Resident Evil Village is going to be the iOS one that they announced in the Apple launch. Yeah, Village is Resident Evil 7. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. But that's that's um that's it for that X, or gaming li- Xbox list. Oh my god. That gaming list for October. Um there's any any standouts do you have or is there anything that like you know you'd spend money on? Honestly, um not really. Like it's it this is a uh, this is a weird time of year for me because I know that like Christmas like the the holiday season's coming up right where we're going to get some really good sales on stuff like even uh it's like some new newer releases we're going to get usually you know 10 50 dollars off right so there's nothing really that's standing out that is like I need to buy this right away yeah the gaming industry doesn't want you to know this but like black friday it's a good time to buy games. Mm-hmm. I might even wait for NHL to drop a little bit, but I always get that craving every year. Cause I'm a huge hockey fan. I have to play. I have like my whole life gets consumed with hockey. It is hockey, hockey, hockey all the time. So mm-hmm. that one's kind of tougher. Speaking of things that consume my life. Guess what, David? What's that? This episode. No. On October 4th, we are running beer fest trivia at TWB. It might be our last outside trivia. The weather's looking okay for next week, so we're hoping for the best. If not, we will move it inside. But we are doing beer-themed trivia. So we do have a guess the character or drink round. Uh, I've written an American Pie 1 round. So watch American Pie 1. Do it. If you don't watch it, you won't know the answers. Um, and I've, I've done a, um, party movies based on their IMDB description round. And I'm just rounding out the audio rounds with more party music or like drinking chants. So I might do a, don't forget the lyrics, but I think I might just do like a name, the movie or name, the show slash name, the singer and our, our song title. So I've got a lot kind of prepared for you guys, which I'm really excited about. And I, uh, I just want to make sure the vibe is immaculate because it's it's a time for drinking. It's a time for drinking festivities <laughs> because in the beautiful KW area, it is Oktoberfest. So party on, Wayne, and party on, Garth. Yeah. Next week might be a completely different show. We don't really know kind of what the rules and regulations are going to be for reviewing content in the gaming world because that stuff hasn't been fully announced. Yeah. I know... I noticed uh, more and more creators are kind of going rogue and just reviewing stuff anyways. Um, in regards to TV and film, we also have Loki coming out before our next episode, I believe. So we might have seen that and can't even talk about it. David's dying to talk about Ahsoka. There's so much going on and we can't really do anything. I remember what I wanted to talk about this episode. <laughs> how, Hit me with it. how eight episode TV series are actually ruining television yeah miniseries suck they are horrible and uh maybe maybe we'll talk about this a little bit next week without spoiling uh, much of ahsoka or talking about that in general but uh episode seven had just released and they have one more to go and you know what i'm i'm disappointed because it's like 
they've accomplished very little so far. Like they've accomplished a lot in the series, but at the same time, not enough to uh, be like, wow, this is a good zone. But who knows? Next week, we might be talking about our favorite recipes because (laughs) we might not be able to talk about or like, I mean, we're not bound by any rules. Like we can talk about movies and TV shows and all that stuff. But it's uh, like like we've said in previous episodes, you know, we support these uh, these unions and these these strikes and we want these people to get paid for the work that they do. So if, you know, video games and stuff like that. If those studios go on strike too, then we're going to have to change our tune a little bit. So, I mean, it's honestly the best time for it, because could you imagine just like movies and TV and like people who are being called scabs and whatnot for actually doing these reviews? Spider-Man 2 comes out and IGN can't do shit without being chastised for it. Oh, the dream GameSpot can't review like a Sony product. Could you imagine? Yeah, it would be great. It would, <laughs> but like at the same time, it's going to put people out of work and we don't want that. No, it's a it's a tough spot, but I think it's the only way for uh, for people to get what they deserve. You know, so I highly anticipate a board game driven episode next week. I'm OK with that. We can yeah. talk about all the games that I have. Uh, I haven't played. Oh, so it'd be like talking about all your video game collection. Exactly. So that is it for me. If you like what you guys are listening to, subscribe, comment, do all those fun things for myself. Wow, wow, is very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.